juice i want to before we start the show i'd like to uh do a little moment of silence uh my wife's as, as i just told you before the show my wife's grandmother passed on she was a stubborn old gal uh, 94 years old um and she passed away uh in in the morning this this morning actually uh so i'd like to have a moment of silence if we can for her uh this woman kind of ironic how stubborn she was she's been going she she's been sick for a long time here um and she uh died of leukemia but she she held on and held on and the the irony of it is that she uh finally passed on her late husband's uh birthday uh so uh birthday present for uh grandpa so uh let's have a little moment of silence real quick for uh grandma uh we're thinking about you up there grandma welcome to the cheap seats podcast Welcome in, everybody, alongside the beautiful co-host, Juice, I'm the big man, and this is the Cheap Seats Podcast. Damn, what? I about went 12 hours without no liquor. Woo! That's oh, rough. Yeah, buddy, that, let's go I'll ahead, I'm going to have a shot I'll right never now. I'm going to sit down there knocking, like, hey, fucker, hey, fucker, I'm still here. <sighs> Boy, that was rough. He's like, uh, you remember the old WWE superstar Ryback? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, my liver's down there. Feed me more. Feed me more. <laughs> I can only imagine. Yeah, uh, you know. Okay, what's up? What's got? Buddy, did you have a good weekend? Yeah. No. No. I no, heard, I didn't. I, I heard. Didn't. I heard. No, we're not going to talk about what happened. We're not going to talk about it. But uh, yeah, as as the uh, ongoing. Uh, Case slash investigation continues. We are not going to talk about it on this show. We might talk about it when things are settled. We are not going to talk about it now. No, because it was allegedly. Yeah, it's alleged an alleged incident. incident. So we um, won't talk about yeah, it. Yeah, and we will not talk about it till it is either proven or proven not to have happened. Right. Okay. Uh, well, I had a pretty decent weekend. Um, yeah, you wife, played Mr. Mom all weekend, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, my wife, uh, she had to do a... Uh, girl scout moms kind of training for uh troop leaders so uh she was gone so yeah it was uh me and the daughter we had a daddy daughter what are you looking for liquor which one you want some of the peanut butter liquor yeah i do like the peanut butter stuff oh you shit. got the sheepdog what do you think about the sheepdog i know you tried the uh screwball that i fucking introduced i, I like I the sheepdog brought... just as well as i do the screwball yeah Maybe. it's cheaper it's kind of what I've been talking about on TikTok. Ten dollars cheaper. Yeah, it's like screwball runs about twenty seven around here. The sheepdog runs about seventeen. I think it's like very similar, if oh, not yeah. almost dead even. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, for the price, you can't go wrong with the sheepdog. I mean, especially if you're going to be mixing it. Yeah, I'm probably going to buy. I'm I'm probably going to turn around and buy another fifth of screwball, just because. I'm starting to hit a lot more comments on my TikTok. Uh-huh. That is screwball this, screwball this, like screw that. I'd be <laughs> I'd be doing the uh sheepdog the sheepdog there. What is that? Seventy wolf or seventy proof, I mean. <laughs> it, does, it does say seventy wolf on it the does. bottle. 
Uh, but, uh, yeah, but, uh, I mean, that's the same as screwball. So I don't know. I, tr- I try to be as accurate as I can on the TikToks. Like, I mean, every now and then, like, I'll hit something that'll be like, hey, it's my birthday tomorrow. Can you do crown apple in this? And I'm like, I don't have any crown apple. But you got gem apple. But I got gem apple, so I'm going to switch them. Yeah, screw it. So, like, I'll do something like that. But, I mean, I try to stay as accurate as possible. Yeah, I think I've seen one where you did a a, a crown vanilla and they asked for uh, gem vanilla, I think. Yeah. And mix it with strawberry panta, I think. Yeah, that was another birthday one. And I was like, and then somebody commented on it and was like, it said, uh, Jim Vanilla, and then somebody replied to that comment that said, read the description, dumbass. And I was like, hey, at least somebody's got my back. Like I said in the description, this, isn't this is gym. what I've got. Like, You know, I mean, I'd, I'd say it starts the cost of that stuff probably uh, start to get up there uh, unless you're buying, you know, I know you buy a, a lot of those little shooter bottles. I do. That, that, that makes it a little cheaper. But but, I'd say uh, the cost of that shit. You you know you take what you if you already got something on hand that's similar. Why not? Right, right, right. You know, I mean, it that's, does. That's me. It does benefit. All right. Well, what do you say we get into a show? Well, let's fucking do it. I All guess. Right. Uh, you got any shout outs? Uh. No, I think I got all my shout outs out last week. Yeah, you never have a shout out. I had three last week. Yeah, Fuck I know you. you did. I know. Uh, I did good. So I want to shout out. Uh, uh, a few people that were on the show last week. Uh, Special K, Kevin. I'm gonna shout him out. Thank you for coming on the show. Fuck Special K. <laughs> um, James and Abby. Thank you guys for being on the show last week. You guys were wonderful. And Schlegel. Thank you too for being on the show. Fuck him too. Uh, well, you heard what Juice said. But... I only say that to people that fucking. I actually know. Like yeah. I'd never say that to any of those guys that I've never actually yeah. met. But yeah. Abby and Abby and James, he don't know you well enough. But yeah, okay. special case, like will fuck both of y'all. Eventually, he may <laughs> say fuck both of y'all to Abby and and uh, I'm like, I'm James. Like. But anyways, let's uh, that's my shout out. So let's uh, get right into our show because we got a big show. I ain't heard nothing stuff. from them Moorhead politicians. You heard anything from them? I have not uh, heard anything fucking, of Moorhead or weasels or the uh, Mister Madden. I haven't heard a dang thing from them guys. The guys. So I'm gonna say that they uh, don't want to talk because they know they're guilty. Man, fucking weasels. So piss on them. So let's get into news time. What do you say? News, fresh news, news time. All right. Uh, the Eagles' dysfunction has carried over to the draft. Shocker! I'm not sure if you've seen it or not, but uh, there was a little awkward exchange between uh, uh, GM Howie Roseman and his uh, top uh, guy, uh, his top uh, lieutenant, his uh, scouting director. I can't think of the guy's name. Tom Tom something. Man, Benson, maybe. Know who the hell you talking about? No way. Just keep talking. But anyways, there was an awkward exchange, awkward fist bump exchange. Apparently, uh, there's been word of dysfunction that Howie Roseman keeps on going off the board and just coming up with his own little draft board to draft players. That that was uh, the rumor last year. Hey, that's he- what I do. Yeah, but it, and you see what happened. You see what happens. It don't ever work out. They they pick. Well, that's how I pick my fantasy team. I don't know why he can't pick his real team like that. Well, I mean, when you got the, a whole scouting department telling you 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 need to pick these guys, and I'm gonna like, hire. I'm gonna hire a scouting department for my fantasy team this year. Y'all are fucked. You might actually win. 
I doubt it. <laughs> I'll go off uh, the board. Fuck it. <laughs> but apparently, uh, rumors had came out that uh, Roseman uh, was uh, drafting off of his own little draft board and uh, not with uh, not in sync with the scouting department. Last year, he drafted uh, Jalen Rigger ahead of Justin Jefferson, and he also drafted Jalen Hurts in oh, the second the scouting round. department have Jefferson ahead? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Obviously. You sure? Yeah, pretty sure huh. they did. Uh, I'll have to look up stats, see if that worked out or not. And then him. and then this year, he drafted a, I can't remember w- which defensive tackle it was. I think it was Milton Williams at 73rd. And apparently, from the awkward exchange, his top lieutenant wanted a Lim McNeil, who went one pick prior to that. But uh, Roseman had uh, um, traded back three spots from 70 so they ruined their chance to get mcneil out of auburn but they they did get um another defensive tackle though so uh i don't know they're just kind of awkward exchange there so i don't know if roseman the dysfunction just doesn't look good in in philly right now you want to call slagle see what he thinks about it i don't care we can surprise call him shit let's call him pause it pause it real quick we'll call see what happens all right, well, he's just crazy enough to answer the damn phone. So oh, God. Uh, I can see how this shit's going to go. Coming to you live from the cheapest uh, phone line in the business. I got our local fan spurt for the Philadelphia Eagles. You got it right this time, he's by back. the way. I know, I couldn't do it last week. I didn't have no liquor in me. Uh, he's <laughs> back this week after a stellar performance last week. We got news, so here you go. Slagle, what's going on, buddy? Ah, you know, just living the dream. Living the dream, son. So you told me you got laid off uh, from yeah. that job site that you've been on forever. Um, so how's uh, how's laid off life treating you? Well, it's going pretty good. I went turkey hunting this morning. Uh, yeah, ain't nobody gives a fuck about that. We done set up this hey, news hey, time. Hey, 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 <laughs> turkey hunting's fun. I love turkey hunting. Hey, us. Uh, yeah, I spooked a hen right off of her. Uh, her nest this morning, so that was funny. Yeah, yeah. So, that happens. Second time that's happened to me this year, and I about you know shit my britches both times. I <laughs> shot both of them. Realized it was a hen at the last second. And had to, you know. So, anyways, we're talking. We're talking Eagles draft here. So I wanted to get your opinion on something here. It seems like uh, there's, there's a little bit of turmoil yeah, in uh, Eagles yeah, camp there, going on. There seems like a lot of dysfunction in the the front office. I've been hearing uh. There was actually a little awkward fist bump between uh, Roseman and one of his top lieutenants. Uh, apparently, Roseman's been kind of go, going off the, the rails and uh, drafting his own players. So uh, Yeah, I, I did see that awkward fist bump. Yeah, what what do you think about that? Well, I've been saying, <clears throat> I've been saying for the past couple of years that the organization in the front office needs a, uh, needs a little turnover. And... Uh, it's just noticing what's been going on and how they've been drafting. I mean, if you look at last year, they they took they took Rager over Justin Jefferson. Yeah, we were just, just talking about off, that. You want to base it off just one year? Obviously, Rager did not perform, and he was he was injured. And Jeff, Justin Jefferson, who by the way, I will say I did want in the draft uh, that year, um, didn't. Um, you know, obviously he had a really good year there with Minnesota. I did have him rated high as well. 
Right. Rager did not. But, you know, and things could change around and he could end up being a hit. I don't think so. There's not many receivers that come out of uh, TCU that end up excelling at the NFL level. Um, that's no disrespect to TCU. It's just it's just a fact. If you got if you got your choice between one of the re- one of the top receiving cores uh, that's produced some of the best NFL draft picks in the past uh, what you say ten years besides Alabama you go with LSU Probably. and uh, yeah LSU's so, got a lot of good good receivers uh, they put Jarvis out Jarvis Landry yeah. all the way back to Landry Beckham Beckham yeah I mean they they've really hit you know and outside and outside of Alabama, that's the only other team that's really produced those kind of players. So right. consistently I, out know, of one position, yeah. Uh, I I've seen why they picked him, but at the same time, when you're talking about realistically, yeah, they should have went with Justin Jefferson. But hey, you know what do we know? But yeah, I I did see the awkward fist bump. I thought it was, I just thought it was just another thing that hey, just show, goes to show that the front office needs a turnover. Yeah, from what I've been hearing. Uh... It's Roseman going off the rails and drafting his own guys. Like, I know they traded back uh, the fist bump that we're talking about. Uh, it was, uh, I believe it was the second or third round pick uh, that they picked the defensive tackle that Roseman traded back. And their their scouting director liked uh, McNeil, I think, who was drafted one pick ahead after they yeah. traded back. So uh I think that was the awkward fist bump that he really was kind of pissed that they went ahead and traded back and missed out on the guy he liked. Um yeah. which which that that's pretty common in, in most front offices. You're not gonna have one hundred percent agreement on everything. But I mean just the awkwardness that and what's come out over the last couple of years of how Roseman's been, um, sounds to me like they need a new GM. Yeah, I, I don't think just GM, though. I, you know, obviously it starts there, but I think right. there's a few more people in that front office that need a little turnover. Oh, I'm um, sure of. I don't know if it's just the front office not wanting to listen to our scouts and our head coach. Obviously, that's a reason why I think Doug Peterson wanted out of there, um, which is why he did what he did, I think, in the final game to make sure that he got himself out of there. Yeah, that um, makes sense. I don't kind of – kind of pissed me off you know once you dig deep into it um i mean if i was him i'd probably want to get out of there too i don't think i would have done it the way he did it but hey you know who am i to judge another man for trying to do what he needs to do to get out of a place Um, the the thing i don't understand is uh roseman was in this gm position before with andy reed and they got him out of there um and uh all of a sudden they brought him back and I, oh, I, he's been the GM of Philly twice. Yeah, yeah, he was GM with yep. Andy Reid under. Oh, and they, okay, I, I didn't know before that. Before okay. they got rid of Andy Reid, they they uh well after they got rid of Andy Reid, they ended up getting rid of him, or excuse me, having him take a step back in a different role, and they brought in uh, Chip Kelly. Oh yeah, <laughs> and, and his front office. That was a shit show. <laughs> oh, you're telling me the only the best you went from Andy Reid to Chip Kelly. That right. The bet you go you go from a guy who actually took the Eagles to a Super Bowl um and kept the team relative every year with his creativity in in a world of the NFL that it was back in the you know from two thousand to two thousand ten. Yeah. Uh, still, the way it was like he you know, he still had his unique way of playing and, and it made the Eagles a very difficult team to play. 
um, when, especially when you got McNabb at quarterback and, and West still doing at the it. running back position. So he's, he's still doing it to this day. Like, right. Yeah. And, and look, he's adapted to, uh, the systems of what, uh, what is going on now. And, uh, and look, he's had all the success that he deserves in Kansas city. Obviously I wish it was in Philly, but you know, I mean, Doug Peterson did come from him, uh, brought us a super bowl. So I was excited about that. I don't think Doug Peterson should have left. I would have rather have seen the front office leave. Right. And I first. think everybody would be in agreement with that. But I mean, like, you know, just, I mean, I, I don't even know why that just now clicked to me, though. Like, you went from probably, you're what, two years younger than me? Yeah. Yeah, I believe so. You're a millennial just like me. <laughs> but, like, just regardless. But uh, I get made fun of it all the time. But probably one of the greatest coaches that we can mention in our age that we have grew up and watched the entire time to chip Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, I was a, I was a fire rocket, you know, back in my Damn. little, in my younger days. And I, uh, I cussed him. Listen, I I've been running, it. I've been running my mouth at Cowboys coaches. I'm still running my mouth at Cowboys coaches. All well, right, y'all so just it. learned to hand twenty-one the ball twenty-five times a game and not let your quarterback <laughs> throw it thirty times. You might actually win a Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. no. Listen, this ain't why we called you. We called so, you about Philly. So Schlegel, uh, what do you think about the uh, the draft, Philadelphia's draft? Did I, I, how do you well, think they fared? You know, it's it's he was in my life for their first round pick. Somebody done fucking yeah. bailed out after four picks on me. It, it was uh, it fucking was it's tough to tell. Sorry. Uh, you know, based off of what, you know, obviously you never know. Uh, obviously, Devontae Smith is a, a very highly rated player. I don't know how he'll transition into the NFL. I, I've got high hopes for at least him. Um, and we we got Dickerson, the center, to take over for Jason Kelsey, which excites me. Because I like that's that, that we, The only thing that worries me about him is he is coming off that ACL. Um so I just wonder, you know, how is he? How is he going to come back? Are we going to transition him in slow because we do get injury prone very quickly? It seems like with the offensive line. <laughs> so are we going to allow him time to, uh, you know, make sure that knee's good and take care of him? And I want, I would hope that we put Devonte Smith in the best position to, uh, to succeed. But I mean, you never know. So I mean, I'm okay. I don't want to say I'm ecstatic over it. I will say. Um, what I've seen and what I know is the Eagles have like 10 picks next year. And I think we have two first round draft picks as of right now, obviously I think we have two first round draft picks and two second round draft picks. If I'm not mistaken, you're Ooh, you might have that's to, a lot uh, of fact draft check. Capable. you have to fact check me on that. I'd seen some things, that's, but uh, that's, that's some draft capital. If that is true, then obviously I can't say too much about the front office, but if they screw up the picks again, then obviously it's like, it's like watching, and you can relate to this big guy. Uh, it's like watching the Browns with the former general managers of theirs screw up every single pick. Like you know, right. taking Johnny Manziel, right. Brady Quinn. Yeah, it's like it's like watching that all over again. So every pick since '99 up until 2018. You mean or 2017? <laughs> yeah. 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 He's so had a long like, road. Uh, watching, 
watching my old man over the years boo every year, especially the year that they they got Brandon Whedon. I'll never forget. That oh God! Ever heard my old man's voice. <laughs> but so it's starting to it's starting to come true. It's like starting Whoopi. to watch that now with Philly here lately. I ain't gonna say it's that bad. Not but, to bring up old I wounds, mean, but wasn't Brandon Whedon like a twenty-seven year old rookie? Yeah, and and you know. Is it bad that I knew he was the bus on, on the very first game whenever he got trapped underneath that flag and couldn't get out? I knew he was a bust when he was a 28-year-old rookie. I mean, that, that cemented I mean, it for me when you got trapped under the flag trying to walk through. Like, you're a quarterback. You can't get out of, out of that? Come on now. We're screwed. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, that so sounds it, like a team looking to trade up for uh, the next big thing coming out of the draft to me. Two first rounders, two second rounders. I mean, I could be wrong. That I, sounds I like a team I'm looking sure to move we, up. I mean, I it, did see we do have. I'm pretty sure, if I'm not mistaken, we do have ten draft picks as of next year. Oh yeah, so that's definitely a team trying to move up. Unless uh, you know, unless Jalen Hurts just explodes. Yeah, unless one of their picks year. just ends up at the top of the draft. Yeah, yeah. you know what? A lot of people, from what I've read and what I've heard about Jalen Hurts, is you know the team backs him completely, which I'm okay with. Like I said uh, last week, I think Jalen Hurts is the quarterback to get us through the next few years because obviously we're going to be in a transition, especially with Dallas with the money that they've got in their team. You got Washington making a lot of moves. The New York Giants made a lot of moves. So obviously we're at the bottom of the food chain this year. And That just means you'll year, be at the top of the food chain in that division, honey, next year. Just give it time. So, you'll be oh, right yeah, up there so in the next two years. That's, that's so, usually the way it goes. The only thing, you know, and I'm okay with it for a couple of years as long as we transition well and we do the right thing. But I think the first big step is you got to make a big drastic change, and that is obviously changing the front office. You done change your head coach. Now you need to change your front office people. Get a, get a new grip. Get a new identity. Uh, bring back the old Philly, Philly ways. You know, I would much rather see some. I, would, I wanted the offensive coordinator from Kansas City to be the head coach. I think he deserves it. Yeah, I think it would be a perfect fit. We preach the he, whole coaching carousel. You're talking him. about Eric Bieniemy, yeah. right? That's yes, I am. Yeah, yeah. We preached the whole carousel. What about Deuce Staley? I thought Deuce Staley was going to end up being You know what? Because big, of big the history coach. that he has with Philly and what he's – especially being under Doug Peterson, I wouldn't have said that I disliked it. I would have liked it better than I do the head coach that we got. But yeah. – uh, I think is you know, I mean he's Philly through and through. When you think about it, he spent I'm pretty sure his entire career with Philly. He uh, stayed on and, yeah. and with the coaching staff for at least Doug Peterson's reign that I remember. Um, so I think he might have been like a uh, um, assistant under Andy Reid there too, but just like maybe like a a, a, a starting like, like an intern position or something. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I don't think he was there during, you know, I don't like to speak of him, but Chip Kelly. Yeah, uh, I do. I like to talk about him. You want to talk about him? I, you know, what's funny, though, is uh, we may have had Chip Kelly, but we still won a Super Bowl here more recent than the Dallas Cowboys. Hey, He's got happens. you there. He's got you there. When's the last time Dallas won one? Hey, we're eight and eight, baby. Were, were you eight and eight all the way? Were you even before or born then? What was it, 94? It's, it's 94 close. with the yeah, last year. Yeah, I was born. Year. Yeah, 94 with the yeah, last year. I was one. I was born in 93. Yeah. Anyway, so we're in agreements that we need to get rid of the Philly front office, right? 
Yeah, I'm absolutely on board with getting rid of them. I mean, if they would, if they need my phone number, uh, I'll be glad <laughs> to give it to them. Uh, and uh, I need to put you, you know, down as a reference. That what she's saying. Okay. Because <laughs> yeah, uh, I need, you know, I think, you know, obviously they're not making the smartest choices. I mean, I didn't even watch as much college football this past year, and I think I could have draft, I could have done things a little bit differently and a little bit better than what that organization has done. But you know, hey, who am I? I'm just some boy from Flemingsburg, Kentucky. That don't know nothing. Hey. You get the just a fan spurt. That's all right. That's right. That's all right. Uh, all right. Well, that's what we got here. Uh, we're gonna move on to some new news, and uh, we'll talk to you later, there, buddy. All right. Have a good one. Thanks right, again easy. for coming on the show, Schlegel. Absolutely. Give me a call next week. I'm always down. All right. <laughs> Take it easy, buddy. Have a good one. All right. Uh, let's get back into our news real quick and get get through it uh we got still a lot of show to cover uh dk metcalf uh is entering to run the 100 meter dash at the usa track and field event uh metcalf ran a 4.3340 and he reached um a miles per hour of 22.64 miles per hour when he was chasing down buddha baker last year do you remember that chase down when he tackled him yeah i remember that was it was cool he loved it that was cool moment for that guy to be as big as he is, six foot four and two hundred thirty pounds. No, that, that <laughs> and, was definitely a cool moment. What's he entering now? He's entering um the USA track and field event. I I can't remember where it was at, but what's he running? The hundred he's running the hundred meter dash. He was an all talent hurdler and uh long jumper. And, so we uh, entering hurdles or dash? He's doing dash. He's doing a hundred meter okay. dash. All right. Listen, I love NFL athletes, don't get me wrong. And I think Tyreek Hill, I think it'd be cool to watch him do this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But there are professionals in this field. Well, let's see how he does. I mean, you know, do you, would you say that Metcalf is the fastest man in the NFL right now? No, I would say it's Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill or maybe maybe Waddle. Maybe Waddle. But well, I haven't watched Waddle on field yet. But I haven't watched Waddle since he's had his injury. Right. Um, but yeah, I think Tyreek Hill is the fastest. Uh, but I mean, DK to be that damn big and to run that. Oh, he's fast, very that, impressive. It's crazy. unbelievably impressive. Some of the things that these guys can do. But I'm just saying, there are professionals in this field. Like, I hate it when people are like, "Oh, he's the you know even Tyreek Hill, he's the fastest guy in the NFL. I bet he could. I bet he could beat all them sprinters out there." No. I bet he'd go to the Olympics. That's, yeah. I mean, I'm not like, saying that they can't. I know. I'm, saying... I'm not either, but, like, there are professionals in this field. Like, right. let's show them some due respect. Yeah. At the same time, I think it's going to be cool to watch, but do you think he finishes top five? I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't either. I think he does, but. I think it'd be cool, but. But who knows? I mean, you know, it's a 100-yard dash, not a 40-yard dash, so. Yeah. How much does that 4.3, you know, at 40, does that turn into, you know, it's not going to turn into, well, if you figure, what would the math be, 8, if you 9, figure eight, yeah, so 10-second 100-yard dash, that's not bad. No, but how much does he slow between that 40 and the 60 right, after right. that? That's true, that's true. Um, well, You ever tried to run 100 yards? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's it, a long fucking way for somebody like me and you, yeah, but, yeah. uh, I mean, yeah, we can't run that fast, but that's still a long fucking way. There's a big difference between 40 and 100. Another NFL news, Tim Tebow works out for the Jacksonville Jaguars. I swear to God, I'm going to slap the fuck end. out of you. Move on. 
And and you know something? I swear to God. No, I just want to say one thing. I don't care. Fuck you. I just want to say one thing. All right. Tim, too little, too late. People were telling you to do this shit. Yeah. Ten years I'm ago. I'm done with this. I'm done with Tebow mania. <laughs> Fucking, you done went and tried to play baseball. You, you done tried to play a quarterback in the NFL. We tried to get you to switch to tight end fucking long damn time ago. You could have been a hell of a gadget player. You could have been Taysom Hill before Taysom Hill fucking existed. Yeah. Um, no, I'm done with this shit. Like, right. move on. Like, go be a college football analyst for, what is he, Fox? Yeah, Fox, I think. Is it Fox? Yeah, yeah he sure does college Fox. for, like, or the SEC Network. It might be the I SEC think, Network. I, I think he does for both, actually. But I, I think SEC Network, but I think he also does Fox okay. as well. I like Tebow. I like Tebow as a broadcaster. I like listening to him. I'm. I don't know. This is not what I want. I don't want to listen to this. Like I don't want to. Sure, you don't just hate Tebow because all those ass whoopers he gave UK during his time at Florida. No, I expect to get my ass whooped as as UK football. Okay, like I okay, expect okay, it. Okay, like okay. it's right. okay. All right. But fucking, I I cannot stand the thought of somebody. What did he win? One playoff game. Yeah. And a mediocre regular season, like he. Oh yeah, he had a. I mean, I don't even know. It was nail biter, game that. winning touchdowns that were taken. That, that Denver defense is what what got them. Yeah, like got them to where they were. I'm tired of hearing about it. He's not a good quarterback. No. Yeah, he's switching to tight end. We tried to get you to do that fucking 15 years ago. And he's over 30. Like. I mean, I would like to see him. You know, see what he would look like at a as a tight end, but. Like I said, too little, yeah. too late. All right. Uh, here's the big news in the NFL. Aaron Rodgers. Oh, boy. Let's talk about it. I'm excited. That's all you had to say. Everybody yeah. knows what's going on with Everybody Rogers. knows Aaron Rodgers wants, wants out of Green Bay. Uh, sources are saying that he'll only stay in Green Bay if uh, GM. Uh, goots to goots. Good to cunts. Good cunt. Oh, goots to goots. Good to go. Yeah, he... Uh, he got to go. I I don't think there's any way around it. Um, I I heard he was unhappy with his contract as well, and the Packers tried to make him the highest paid quarterback, and he uh, turned that down. Um, well, I mean, listen, Rodgers is pissed, and Rodgers has got every right to be pissed. He don't. He he has every right. Every and, right. And and just and you can sit here and say they were a top five offense last year. Yeah. Yeah. Because of were, Aaron because fucking Rodgers, like. Think about this too. Think about this. Wait till Aaron, and I'm sure Aaron Rodgers already knows about this. The Chicago Bears, who who <laughs> signed Andy Dalton, yeah. informed Andy Dalton before the draft that there's a chance that they may draft a quarterback. Yeah. He hasn't even took a freaking snap yeah. with Chicago, yeah. and they they have enough respect for him to inform yeah. him that they're going to take another quarterback. Yeah, and they don't even want to. <laughs> Do that for like right. probably the best quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, um, the MVP last year. Probably the best quarterback in their franchise history. Yeah. And 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 you know they've had some great quarterbacks. I mean, we could debate it between Bart Starr, Brett Favre, and, and Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. Rogers, but like, I mean, still, but Rodgers is in the conversation. He, he's like, definitely in that conversation. He's definitely a first ballot Hall of Famer. He's and got he the just, most pure arm talent out of anybody I've ever witnessed. Oh yeah, like, I mean him, him and Mahomes are probably the Best. I want to see. I want to see. Seen. I want to see Mahomes do it for ten years. Is my right, thing. right, like, right. Uh, but yeah, I've watched Rodgers do it for years and years and years now. So it's it's unreal. So and how much better he makes everybody else look. But 
I mean, I've heard the deal between them and Denver's close. I heard, oh, you mean Denver dealing for Rodgers? Uh-huh. I also heard, you know, the night before the draft, uh, the 49ers, San Francisco called, called yeah. made some offers, offered the third overall pick for him, and along with uh, Jimmy G and other picks. Well, I told and, you on draft, I said, on draft day, I said I'd give them the third pick, Jimmy G, and a third round pick. And maybe even like a fourth round pick next year because San Francisco's built to win now. Right. And Aaron Rodgers is like, 37 years old. So, I yeah. mean, you can't give up too, too much of your future for a 37 year old quarterback, no matter how. Well, no, he but is. if you win a Super Bowl in, in the next three Five years, three it's worth years. it. It is. It is. It's worth whatever you gave up. The fans will take it and, and go right on with you. But it's it worth Rogers it at the cost of being in purgatory after that Super Bowl. Yeah, fuck it. You I want mean, it. you want it. I mean, I mean that's the goal, shit, right? The Cowboys been in pu- freaking purgatory yeah. for almost thirty years. So. Yeah. So what's fuck? I mean, I mean, they're still making money. It'll be okay. All right. Uh, now I want to bring my attention. We're we're gonna get off this Rogers issue because that we'll talk about that for a whole episode. Uh, you want to do a sound off before we get into our draft. Recap. Okay, you want me to do this before the draft? Okay. I want you to go ahead and sound off. All I right. know you're uh turn your mic off cuz I'm pissed. I know you're pissed off about uh the Oakland Raiders. So here is uh Juice and his little sound off. So Juice, take it away. All right. So you got John Gruden and what's uh what's Mike Mayock? Um they're the worst goddamn drafters I've ever fucking witnessed in my life. I am so, like the owner, what, what, what's old dipshit's Mark fucking Davis. name? What? Mark Davis. Yeah, so Mark Davis ought to be fucking ashamed that he has allowed this to go on this damn long. Okay, the first year these two were paired up, they had three first-round fucking picks. You had Cleveland Farrell that you took with the fourth overall pick. There is no reason that kid should have went anywhere before 23. Minimal. You took him at four, you dumb fucks. Um... So then you take Josh Jacobs. That's a pretty good pick. I'll give you that one. He's a stud. All right. Then you take Jonathan Abrams. Jury's still out on him. That was your first three first-round picks. So then you take Henry Ruggs III last year. I can see some potential with Henry Ruggs, but there's no reason that he should have went ahead of Justin Jefferson. Sure as fuck did. What the hell are you doing there? And you took uh, Damon Arnett, 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 which what, what? Yeah, so I think what was he hurt last year? He Something go on right there. Okay, so jury's still out on that. And then you dumb motherfuckers turn around and take Alex Letherwood with the sixteenth overall pick this year. What in the absolute fuck is going on in Oakland? Like, are they literally sitting there? Like, who's got the weirdest fucking name that we can take? Hey. Hey guys, uh, can we uh really turn this draft up on its head? Seems like things are going pretty good here right now. What's the dumbest fucking thing we can do to make some headlines? Like, I mean, this sounds like some damn shit Jerry Jones does. Like, what in the hell is happening here? Like some pre-Stephen Jones talking some sense into Jerry. Is what's going on in there? Like, what? John Gruden's supposed to be one of the smartest football minds in the world. What the hell's happening? You can turn your mic back on. I'm losing here. What are you fucking talking about? 
10 years, $100 million. I don't give a seat. fuck what his contract right. is. He ought to be ashamed that, of this. That's what I'm saying. 10 years. He, you gave that man 10 years. I don't blame Gruden. I blame freaking uh, Mark Davis. You gave that guy 10 years. Oh, yeah. Million that's dollars. absolutely ridiculous. He hadn't been a coach in, what, 15 years, at least 10 years. Right, but my thing is, how the hell is Mark, do you still allow him to run your draft room? I don't know why in the hell you would even bring in Mike Mayock, who's never been a GM. That's before. a former agent. What the hell's he know about talent evaluation? I mean, he he's been with NFL.com, but I mean, I shit. shit. I'd rather have Dar- Daniel Jeremiah or Bucky Brooks, who's actually been a scout. And how? Yeah, how are you still allowing these guys to run your draft room? You, I, you got me. I mean, I'm not. If gonna... nothing else, fire Mike Mayock. And get you a damn GM with some competence about himself and that can do some damn talent evaluation. Tell John Gruden to sit over and shut up and coach. I'm not going to lambast him too much because they, there have been some good picks, but uh, there's a lot more uh, questionable I'm saying questionable I can see some picks. potential with Henry Ruggs, um, but there's and, no reason he should have went ahead and, of Justin and, Jefferson. And Josh Jacobs has proved to be the best Josh Jacobs has turned out, out that, yeah. that that draft. He's been a very good pick. Um, but you took Cleveland Farrell with the fourth overall pick. That you know a lot of And people, then you turn around and take Alex Leatherwood with the sixteenth pick. Like no Leather not a damn draft that had him anywhere near the first round. Le- Leatherwood I I did see a lot of drafts mock draft where he he'd went in the late late first round but we well, saw some mock drafts of some dumb fucks like the goddamn mike mayock and john gruden but him. more so i seen him in the second round mid to late seconds where they, he should have been they they did need and i'd be okay if if they would have drafted him like in the in the late first round hey, speaking of draft where the hell did my tackle out of north dakota state go oh you would have to ask me uh, uh well we'll look it up later if I yeah can... Pause uh, this shit and get to your damn fans' right. birthday. Didn't so get to come on last week. We're gonna we're gonna bring on another special guest, um, Easy E, Eric. Uh, he's gonna be coming on here just with us in just a minute. Um, so if you guys just bear with us, and we'll get into our draft recap, and we'll have Eric on as well. So uh, give it just a second. And now, from the cheapest phone line in the business, the fan spurt that we couldn't get a hold of last week, so we saved him for an episode all to himself. Two-time fantasy football champion. This is our local fan spurt from Buffalo. This is Easy E. What's going on, buddy? Not much. How you guys doing? What's up, buddy? Uh, Easy E, Eric here. Uh... Uh, he's uh, been a long-time friend of mine. We've uh, grew up pretty much uh, since we were knee-high, like Abby, last week. Uh, we've known each other pretty much our whole life. Uh, we live down the street from each other. Uh, Eric here ha- has been uh, a Buffalo fan for as long as I can remember, anyways. Uh, Eric, we're here with you because we wanted to talk a little bit of the post-draft What? uh with Buffalo and maybe a few of the other teams. Uh, so what do you think of uh, Buffalo's draft? I was really hoping that they got ETN, but he was taken off the board before we got the pick. Uh, we did get two really good edge rushers. I was surprised to see Boogie Basham available in the second round. Yeah, were you, were you kind of surprised that they took back-to-back picks at defensive end the way they did? 
not really with what was available. Uh, I'd say really it didn't surprise me either. Mainly like you're talking about Buffalo, so you're talking about like defense and yeah, and that was the biggest hole was D line. So, uh, so who was your favorite pick out of uh, Buffalo? Have to go with Boogie Basham with a guy with that kind of name. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, Bill's Mafia is gonna true. love this guy, right? I really like the uh, Gregory Russo pick. I thought he uh, actually, I thought he was better than uh, the other guy from Miami. Um, I forget his name, Jalen Phillips. Yeah, that was his name. Uh, and he went to Miami, right? Yeah, Miami is, sure did. is um, was not playing a whole year. How's that going to affect some of these players? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, was there any uh, guys that were drafted early or late that you 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 were kind of scratching your head about? Or was there any any favorite players that were drafted, with the exception of Justin Fields? Because I know you're a Buckeye fan, so of course that's going to be one of your favorite picks. But uh, that's one of my favorite picks, and I pound the table for the SEC. So. Uh, but besides the one, fields, that, the one that really surprised me was New Orleans taking Peyton Turner, a nobody that nobody really heard of him. I and his, Ju- his Juice and I were really discussing that, that as well. Juice and I were discussing that pre-show. Um, you know, we don't have a look at the Saints draft board. I felt like I felt they could have went in a different direction, but uh, Juice did point out, like, he does fit the mold, and he fits the scheme that they're trying to do with the Saints. what they want to do. Um, he's a make, he's a prototype of that, what, what was that Davenport guy's first name? Uh, I forget. They Not, traded up to, like, the 16th or 18th pick to go get him. Marcus Davenport. Marcus Davenport, yeah. yeah, he's built identical to him, and they're going to put them both on the ends, and that's the way they want to try to play defense, and and if that's your guy, that's what you're looking for. I I don't want to sit around and wait till the 28th pick of the second round to make sure he's still there. Go ahead and get him. You're not looking at a world beater franchise changer at 28 anyways. I just felt like they could have uh, traded back and still got They him. might they might have been able to do that, but you know, is is what was what was anybody offering to That's true. Trade too. up to 28. So That's true. That's kind of something you guys that too. really had me confused was the Raiders taking Alex Leatherwood. Hey, fucking man. Thank you, Easy E. Jesus, we, we. I've never agreed with you. Other than fucking, uh, oh, God, Josh, uh, your quarterback, help me. I'm Josh strong. Allen. Yeah, other than Josh Allen being the best quarterback in the league last year, I've never agreed with you more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you. I just fucking sounded off about this. Like, this pick pissed me the hell off. Thank you. Okay, sorry. Continue. Now, there's a few teams that make some really good picks, like Miami Dolphins with Waddle and Phillips. I should have took Smith. And then the Broncos took uh, Sertain and Williams. And I see, thought that I don't was even, really good. Pick. I don't even think Sertain... Uh... I mean, I'm I, with you. I, I like I'm Sertain, but I don't even think Denver needed Sertain. Hell I think with him. Went Fuck him. Other place. I'm with you. That's one of my favorite draft classes, too. I'm with you. Boy, he's just fucking blowing my head up. Fuck you, big man. <laughs> <laughs> now, a couple other ones that I really liked were the Panthers taking Horn and Marshall. 
Yeah, I noticed the Panthers, they had a really good draft. Uh, uh, I agree with, 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 with I mean, they got five potential starters on their on their draft board. Uh, it was a really good pick. Uh, so what about uh, – so who were some of your favorite uh, guys that were picked? On my team? On, on, no, I mean just, just overall draft. I'm with you. I'm with you, Easy. That's a weird question. So, like, what? Who was his favorite college players that got drafted? Is that what you're yeah, asking? Yeah, that. Or who was your your favorite pick from any team other than Buffalo, like a value pick or anything <laughs> like that? I have to go with uh, Travis Etienne. Okay. Okay. Like I Jacksonville pair up with Lawrence. I, I don't like, like just Jacksonville team the way it's lining up. So I like I. I do too. I, I felt like ETN probably was taken a little higher than what I expected, but uh, I don't hate the pick. I don't hate it, even though Jacksonville did have James Robinson. But like Juice pointed out, there's a lot of teams going to two, you know, two running back systems. So uh, and it doesn't surprise me because Urban Meyer does like to spread the ball or spread the the offense out and and run the shit out of it. Yep. So that doesn't surprise me. Plus the familiar familiar air a little, little, little help somebody. The fi- familiarity. There you go. That's the word I'm the looking for. Thank you, big yeah. man. Oh. I need to point something out to Juice also. The Eagles had a nice draft pick and Devontae. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, we I'm talked about, about that. We talked about I'm that. About to ban him. <laughs> the, the Eagles did did really have no a, pre-draft. I talked all about the fact that Jalen Smith was my top-rated wide receiver in this draft. That Devontae Smith, you mean? Yeah, that's what I meant. I've been drinking. Let me the fuck alone. Uh, yeah, Devontae Smith was my top wide receiver coming out. So I mean, like, I can't sit here and be like, "Oh, Philly's stupid because they traded up to go get the top receiver in the draft." Like. I can't really bash that pick. I mean, they got the second, the second best receiver in the draft. Anyways, we'll find out. But anyways, uh, they also got Dickerson, uh, offensive lineman. Yeah, I like that pick. Uh, you know, if he comes back from his ACL injury here in a couple of years, Jason Kelsey's still still with Philadelphia right now. Um, but he could be the heir apparent to Jason Kelsey after next season, probably. Um, Eric, real quick, are you drinking on anything right now? Not right now. Oh man, we thought you had a beer or a shot in your hand. <laughs> but uh we're gonna toast you, man. We're gonna get ready to let you go. Uh and we're gonna toast you. We're got we got our drinks. Uh I don't drink mine. You can pour more. <laughs> but uh we really appreciate you being on the show. Um I'm glad you came on. Um we definitely wanna have you on again. Fantasy uh fantasy wise and stuff uh here in the coming weeks so we really appreciate you being on the show eric yeah i appreciate you guys having me on and i'll look forward to being on again sometime let's get it up here we toast you eric thanks man have a good one guys thank you all right we are back guys uh juice let's get into our uh the rest of our draft uh, recap and you tell me what teams you uh like what teams you thought 
like did the best during the draft and and what teams you uh, give me five teams that you felt like did the best and uh give me some teams that you uh felt like did shitty well i know we we i think we both we have agree a, on the uh, raiders doing shitty we do and uh we kind of we have a list it coming up but let's kind of do this like a list it where i'll give you one then you give me one all right okay okay so the first one i like is the bears all right, and that that's who you like. Okay. You you traded up to go get Justin Fields. Justin Fields, who I said all along was the second best quarterback in this draft. You traded up from twenty to eleven. Go get your guy. I love the aggressiveness. And I don't feel like they gave up a, a shit. Yeah, they gave up a, another first rounder for next year, but I don't feel like they gave up to, a shit to ton get for your him. to get your quarterback and the guy that you feel can lead you into the next generation. I don't think it's too much to give no, up. Not at all. And and if Justin Fields is a a a ten time Pro Bowler, ain't nobody even gonna ask what you gave up for yeah, him. That's so true. uh yeah, to get Justin Fields in the first round, then you pair in the second and fifth, you get him two offensive linemen, you go in the sixth and get him a running back, you go in the sixth again and get him another wide receiver, and then you go get a corner and a D tackle. Like, I mean, that's some positions and needs. That's Going and getting your quarterback, putting pieces around him. I just kind of like the overall feel of what the Bears did. I don't know a whole lot about uh, the guys' past fields, uh-huh. but just looking at the positions and where they were attacking, I like what they done there. Okay, I liked uh, the Detroit Lions draft. I I felt like uh, their new uh, coach Dan Campbell. I felt like they're they're going to build this team the right way from the inside out. I really like the first round pick of Sewell. Oh yeah, I, I love, love Sewell. And and then you know, and a lot of people are are hating on him for doing this. They took back to back defensive tackles. I don't hate that. Um, Does he run in a four three? He will be running a four three. Well, then I don't hate it. Uh, I don't hate that. He came from the Saints. Uh, he's also a disciple of uh, Bill Parcells. Um, and he's uh he's been he got he got experience as, as a head coach, but he's a hell of a coach. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely. Uh but yeah, Detroit, they built uh, you know, they built from the inside out. Their first three picks were linemen, offense and defense. Then they went with um one of one of my favorite um uh, defensive backs in the whole draft out out of Syracuse, a B two Melifonwu. Um and you will say that five times fast. Yeah, me too. <laughs> uh <laughs> and then USC's uh wide receiver, Amonra St. Brown, who is um I believe his brother plays for the Packers. Uh oh, is that a relation there? There is yeah. a St. Brown that mm-hmm. is a wide mm-hmm. receiver for the Packers. Yeah. yeah um uh, his his first name's weird, Mark Marquarius or something like that. Um, um but anyways, uh Detroit to me, I think they have really um NFL.com gives them a grade of a B plus. I I disagree with them there. I felt like their their whole draft top to bottom, they just really did great on. So you got anybody else that you think that you uh Well of course I did do. Well? Of course I do. I have my Dallas Cowboys. And I don't you and I talked about this and I I don't hate their their picks. I really like them as well. No, yeah. So okay, this is to I'm I'm really this is not being me being a homer, I promise. I, I do like this class. Uh Mika Parsons, me and you talked uh, that we thought he could go 
anywhere between oh, seven could, and eight yeah. to Detroit or Carolina. Mm-hmm. And so to trade back and get him at 12. And I still think that would have been the pick for them at 10 if they would have stayed put, considering that the top two yeah. defensive backs yeah, were the, off the board. Yeah, the t- I, I still think Parsons would have so been the pick. So I was live on TikTok during this, and literally when those two corners went, I was sitting there. And I think Slagle was in that live at the time, and he was like, what do they do? And I was like, the fuck if I know, like, I don't know. Like, I'm like, you got to go best player available, which is Parsons, and, I believe. I mean, I mean, as far as on defense, and that's what they were yeah. drafting. Yeah, um, so, and then you went really heavy on defense, so you go Kelvin Johnson out of Kentucky, or Kevin Joseph out of Kentucky. Um, the corner, he's, he's long, he's physical. Um, that's kind of what... Um, uh, I felt like they reached a little bit in a maybe. Third, third round a little bit of with some of their picks, but yeah, they, maybe, but they redeemed like, their pick in, I like Ode, in round four. Odegawa or whatever his name yeah. is. I like Chauncey Goldston. Uh, maybe their slight reaches, but I mean, it's still positions of need. But and, they redeemed themselves with their fourth round pick. With Jabril the, Cox, with Jabril I love this I pick. I felt like that was great. And I, I felt like uh, Josh Marshall, or I mean, Josh Ball, who... Uh, it was from Marshall. He was originally at Florida State. He was highly recruited out, out of high school. Yeah, very talented kid. Off. Yeah, very Michael talented. can sit there and, and learn behind Tyron Smith and and uh, Collins for a few years uh, and can even spot start for um, um, either or. Either or. And maybe even throw him in as a guard. I'm not sure how versatile he is, but uh, – Right, but um, then you then you – like this uh, – when we were talking to Real Cox, like this is a guy – uh, prior to LSU taking a huge slide during this pandemic year, uh, Jabril Cox could have been a first rounder last year. Yeah, you got him yeah. in the fourth. You got him in the fourth. He so was, he was highly sought after last year. Yeah, draft. so I I love that pick. Maybe some people forgot about him, and and he slides to the fourth. You grab him, and then uh, Quentin Bohanna uh, out of Kentucky, a defensive tackle. This is a big dude. Yeah, like, this is a guy you could throw him right in the middle. Um, of that defensive line and eat blocks and and fill space and stop the run. This you're still gonna have to figure out something with the def- defensive backfield. Um, I don't think these two rookies are gonna come in and and sure up your defensive backfield. They rarely do. But... I think I think Joseph will contribute early on. I don't think he'll be a starter early on, but I Probably think he'll not. contribute early on. Maybe as a nickel or or dime, you know, back. But uh, I do think he does you know, make an impact early on. Yeah, big 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 Quentin Bohanna and fucking six four, three twenty seven. Yeah. Like he, he's a he's big, big boy man. Like he's a big boy, yeah. All right. So yeah, what you got? So you can call me a homer all you want to. I did I thought <laughs> Cleveland did did an excellent job drafting. Uh in the first round they took Greg Newsom uh Junior. He was the the third or fourth best cornerback in the draft. Uh now, listen, I didn't hate this pick, but, man, to not go to the defensive tackle out of Alabama. Well, we don't ne- – we signed a lot of defensive tackles after the draft, and, and we drafted uh, Tommy Togai from Ohio State, which I don't hate that. Um, one of my m- most favorite picks they did was uh, Jeremiah Wusu Koromoa, which they got in the second round, and – I believe if uh, if I remember right, we had him going number nineteen to the Washington football team. Yeah. Um, 
and for him to drop to pick 52. They really took, and, and Washington really, we were very close on that. The The middle linebacker out of Kentucky that they took is very similar to him. Right. So we were actually pretty close on what they were looking at. We just had the wrong play. As, as far as our, our mock draft goes, we only got five picks right out of the whole draft, which was the top four and number 15 with Matt Jones. But most of our picks were spot on when it comes to uh, the position. The position, the style, and, and whatnot. And, right. Uh, but it was just the wrong guy. That's why mock drafting is so hard. That's why we don't – that's why we're not Mel Kuyper and, and uh, those guys and putting out three and four mock drafts at a time. And uh, one other pick I want to talk about real quick, Auburn's wide receiver, Anthony Schwartz. I think this kid has – a lot of potential if he can put it together. He's gonna take the top off of defenses. He got he ran like a a four three forty and um has pro day. He's uh four three four no, three no, three. No 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 no. Go on. But anyways, he was a a third round pick, um a late third round pick actually, and I love the pick. So who's uh? Your thirteen. So what I was what I was trying to signal there to you was go three, like just we'll we'll evaluate three classes. So, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So originally so we were going to do five. We're running long on time, or we're running long here. So yeah, so we'll get through this. So I like Denver's pick. I like the Saints draft class, and I like Tampa Bay's class. So I want to talk about because it's probably going to be the most controversial one that I'm going to say because Denver is the one that most people are hating on the most. Right. Like the Saints are late, Tampa Bay's late. Let's talk about Denver a little okay. bit. I like Pat Sertan, obviously. Mm-hmm. I love him as a player. He was who I wanted Dallas to take. Pre-draft, he was my top corner, and you can debate whether it's J.C. Horn or him. It's very close. Right. And I was cool with them taking both, or either one, but yada, yada, yada. So uh, I like Pat Sertan, and your argument is that Denver really didn't need him. My argument is you can't never have too many good corners. That's that's true too. Um, and it definitely helps even with a aggressive style that uh, being or yeah, Bangio uh, likes to play. Bienemies, where's Bien-Ami? offense coordinator yeah. for the Chiefs? Well, yeah. one one thing I do like about Patrick and I like Javante Williams. He was the number three running back that I had. I like him. That's another one. Like I would never have a problem with somebody drafting running backs every year, just to keep them on that rookie deal. You can always find them. I don't have any problem with it, and I think this kid's very talented. I'm, so. I'm not saying that Williams was taken too high, but I felt like Denver didn't need to take him. But like you had said before, you know, maybe it, what had nothing to do with need, and they were just going BPA. So. Yeah. Uh, so you you can do that. I don't hate that. And like I said, I I don't have an issue. Well, I probably would have an issue if you took a running back every year. And but like every other year, keeping them on the rookie deal I mean, and just funneling them out, out. Like I don't have any issue with it. And then with the Patrick Sertain pick, I I don't really hate that pick as much because the thing about Sertain is he can uh, he's versatile. He can you know he can play man to man. He can play zone. He can play safety. He 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 can you know, play all over the field. So I don't necessarily hate the pick. I'm just saying that I don't think that there was other needs that they could have picked that I felt like they could have had um, that they didn't address. So, right. Have you seen this Quinn 
uh, Manors out of uh, Wisconsin Whitewater? I have not. Okay, so the videos that come out about this kid, you're talking about like out in the woods and uh, working out knocking trees over right. and for his logging company. And oh, I wow. just I just like those kind of guys and big brunch drink. Like, he he does the old Ezekiel Elliott uh, crop top with, and he just lets that gut hang out. Like I just love. I mean, he's 6'3", 320. I love he's got that it, and he's, guys like He's that. running a crop top, like, love it. And then they took the linebacker out of Ohio State in the fourth. Uh, okay. Warner? Mm. Was that who it was? Warner? Bron- Browning? Browning? Browning. Baron this was Browning. Denver. Or I'm, I'm sorry, who are you talking about? Baron Browning. What team are you talking about? Denver. Yeah, Denver. They pick. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. They did pick Baron Browning out of Ohio State. That's right. Werner was picked by uh, the Saints. Yeah, so six three okay. two forty five. He's coming out of Ohio State. Yeah. Ohio State puts a lot of good linebackers into oh, the yeah. NFL. Yeah. I mean, I I like this class. Like, I know a lot of people are hating on it, but I mean, I'm digging it. I'm digging what they're doing. You know, the more I look at the biggest pick to me, the biggest ones for me were Patrick Sertan and. Javante Williams, I didn't think that they really had to have those picks. But, you know, the more I look at it, Sertan was actually a pretty good pick. All right, so my my third and final pick that I've really liked, uh, you're not going to like it very much, was the New York Giants. Uh, Listen, and I don't care much for this class. Like, them constantly trading back and whatnot. Like, I felt like, I felt they did a good job. They... They got a good pool of talent, but like, there's not a guy in this class that I'm like, oh, that's a difference maker. Oh, you don't think Ojolari is? Uh, You don't think Aaron Robinson is? I think I think they are. I think uh, Aaron Robinson was one of the top five defensive backs in in the whole draft. Um, I don't I don't care for it. I don't. I I don't know much about. I don't know much about about Kadarius Tony. I felt like Tony was going to go to Jacksonville had uh he had been there but uh it's a weapon for danny dimes so i'm i'm not gonna hate too i much will on say it. there's there's at this point there's no excuse for danny dimes so yeah it's a it's a kind of prove it or get a it's a shit or get off the pot year yeah. for him this is a uh this is the first year that david gettleman has ever traded back in any draft during his time as a gm and this was a smart year to do that, uh, and I I felt like they did they did great on all three days. So um, yeah, they were like my third favorite picks. Um, what about your uh, lows? Who do you think uh, were the uh, three worst teams that drafted? The Las Vegas Raiders, uh, the I, Las Vegas Raiders, and the Las Vegas Raiders. All right. Well, I put the Raiders in there, but I also put <laughs> you know. I'm going to put Houston and Seattle in there, even though they didn't have um, picks in the first rounds. I think Houston didn't have a pick till the third round. They were probably my worst. Uh, oh, yeah, but that was like a lack of pick thing. Like. Yeah, that was lack of pick. And, but you also got to include that because who did they get? Laramie Tunsil. Yeah, I mean. Uh, I mean, I like Laramie Tunsil. He's a good tackle. But I spent years bashing the Houston Texans and what. And then been Seattle. Before, do you so. do you think do you you think two two first round picks for Jamal Adams was worth it? Because I don't. Not a safety. Um. So I I thought their draft was kind of shitty. 
So those are my three. I really like Jamal Adams. Oh, it's not to say that I don't, but I don't. There's no safety in the league. They're not worth two first round. They're picks. not really. They're not really in a like. They're trying to win now. They're not really. I don't think that organization is really looking toward how we're going to look in ten years. I think they're looking toward let's figure out how we can win right now. Yeah. Now that, that they have that's, Wilson, that's fine. That's fine. But you know what, Wilson's Wilson's already made it clear that he wants better protection and then you go and trade right, but at, at that point like Adam, at that time like he wasn't at that point right when he traded for adam right so that was prior to the season i get that you know but you're sitting here and i didn't see who all they drafted i i mean that was my fault but but uh just to give up two first round picks for a safety in general i'm sorry i just think that's a a little uh odd yeah they they did get a wide receiver um, in uh, the second round, and they got a cornerback in the fourth round, and then like in the sixth round, they finally picked an offensive tackle. I mean, what was Russell yeah, Wilson? What the hell are you about? doing? Like, you know, protect your guy. All right, I agree with that. So let's get into our list so we can wrap up the show on on this uh, week's listed episode. I want you to give me your top four favorite picks of the whole draft. Okay. Any round. Okay. We can do that. So you want to go first or you want me to go first? And do Well, you... my favorite pick is Justin Fields. Okay. I mean, just going up and, and getting your guy, I was, I I just, I don't know. Like, I expected New England to do it. It turns out Chicago did have enough ammo to do it. They pulled the trigger and went and did it. So I'm, I'm all for it. That's my right. favorite pick. My favorite pick my number one favorite pick is uh jeremiah wusu koromoa um you know like i said i think the i think cleveland got killer value in the second round in the second round with the 52nd overall pick they didn't give up much to get him they traded from 59 so they gave i think they gave up an extra fourth rounder um i don't hate that at all considering you know koromoa could be uh um a transcending player. Uh, so what about your number two favorite pick? Oh, uh, well, you're going to hate me for it, but uh, Go ahead. Najee Harris to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Eh, I mean, I don't hate Najee Harris. You I get just a hate top, the Steelers. I know, but I mean, you get a top running back. I mean, the top running back in this class, in my opinion. I mean, you can debate between him and ETN, but yeah. And, and I mean, I, I would rather have, I would rather have Harris, uh, because he's a bell cow, he's phenomenal at catching the ball. He proved that this year. He's electrifying, and he doesn't have 10 years of starting experience in college that he's right. been beaten to the ground. Like, he's coming out of a system where he's going to have fresh legs. And um, he and he's and his game, is, you know, believe it or not, his game is actually more similar to Le'Veon Bell's than what, what like, people compare yeah. him to Henry. Yeah. His game's more more towards oh, yeah. Bell it's, it's coming out. It's much more Bell, I think. Uh, uh, it's much more catching the ball out of the backfield, being electrifying. He can make people miss. He can I, – I I really like this pick. I think you're going to have to get some O-line. You're going to have to be able to push the ball down the field. So we're going to have to see if, if Ben can do that. You're going to have to be able to make holes. I mean, there's still a lot of things that I think Pittsburgh needs to do to make this pick as great as it can be. Right. All but right. I, I love the talent at the running back position. I, 
I don't hate Harris. I just hate where he came from, and I hate where he went. <laughs> and that's all. But I, I think he's a phenomenal running back. My second favorite pick of the whole draft was Kyle Pitts. The guy went in the first round, number four overall. The highest tight end has ever went. Highest tight ends ever went. If it would have been up to me, I'd have took him second overall behind Trevor Lawrence. I don't give a shit <laughs> if the Jets have freaking – Rip Van Winkle as their quarterback. I don't give a shit. <laughs> this kid is a stud, and he is going to be yeah, – with if he don't have he's injury, phenomenal. he's going to be a Hall of Famer. I, I'm just going to go on and say And it. if Atlanta can figure out a way to keep Julio Jones, this is a phenomenal offense coming into this. Like uh, Matt Ryan is not a bad quarterback. No, Matt he's Ryan, not. He's just getting up there in age. And, but he still played very yeah, well yeah. last year. It's The defense was the problem. So what do you do? Was, you go get an offensive weapon to score more touchdowns. And, <laughs> what, and what Pitts brings to the table in the red zone is, is, you know, Atlanta had a lot of trouble in the red zone last year. And I think what Pitts brings in the red zone is just going to be – phenomenal for yeah, them. Yeah, and I still can't figure out how Atlanta can't figure out how to get Julio Jones into the into the end zone. I have no on a clue. consistent basis, but hopefully we don't have the same problem with Pitts uh cuz he he is phenomenal. He is good. All right, who's your number 3 favorite pick? Uh Panesel to the Lions. Uh he was oh, the best tackle. He was the best offensive lineman in the class. Um, you're coming in as Dan Campbell trying to build a, a new culture and, and whatnot. And what better way to start than a big stud offensive lineman? Yeah, bring I in mean, the big uglies. I told you in, during during our recap of the draft that I like Detroit. Um, I like how they drafted. Uh, so my third pick, and you can call me an Ohio State homer if you want, uh, <laughs> but I didn't pick Fields. So no, I did that. Trey, Trey Sermon. Uh, okay. The third round pick to the 49ers. I love this pick. I think he's, I mean, he's a power type back. He He's a one cut back. He's going to do phenomenal in, in this offense, I believe. Okay. Um, I really like the J.C. Horn pick Okay, to Carolina. I, I thought about that pick. I like what they're doing in Carolina. Uh, my brother is a Carolina fan. And he was kind of upset, I think, that they didn't go get Flash on the offensive side of the right, ball. Right. But, but I don't know. Like I, I just kind of like the way they're building this culture in Carolina and and doing it on the defensive side of the ball. And do you like the job that Matt Rule's been doing? Even though he, yeah, never really. I mean, he yeah. he was with the Giants, but he wasn't like he hasn't got a lot of experience. In yeah, the NFL. I think I think it's part of the reason I like it so much is is the way he's going about how he's going to build his team and were, how he's going to build. You, were you surprised coming from college, coming from Baylor, a Big 12, like, air raid? I'm not yeah. saying they had an air raid offense, but, you know, coming from an air raid conference. Culture, almost, culture, yeah. uh Were you surprised by Matt Rule and his team building? Yeah, I mean, that's that's part of the reason I like it so much is is he's – I feel he's building this thing the right way, so. Yeah, I, I don't have – I don't have much complaints from Rule. Uh, early on last year, I was, but like I said, he's uh, a big physical corner. I like this. So team, yeah, yeah, I like it. All right, my uh, number four guy, Rondale Moore, um, wide receiver from Purdue, went to Arizona. I love where he went. He's so small, <laughs> five seven, like one hundred seventy five pounds. This this kid's and. 
it's crazy. He's he's gonna look so good, and he can go all over the field with Arizona. He can look so good with Arizona, and I think he could be like take Christian Kirk's spot. You know, Christian Kirk could be an afterthought. Right. I agree. Uh, so I mean, that was my fourth favorite pick. He was a second rounder, and I loved it. Uh, what about did did you do your fourth pick? I don't know. I got another one in case I didn't. Okay, uh, go ahead and hear. It. Let me be a homer, and I like Jamin Davis, the linebacker out of Kentucky, going to what the Washington football team. Um, I really, I know not a lot of people get a chance to watch Kentucky football. Um, this kid's got super long arms. He's super good against the run. He's a missile going toward the football. I can see I him being gonna fit in. like a, a Luke Keekley type. Yeah, he, he's going to fit in really well with Ron Rivera. That's part of the reason I like to pick so much. Uh, Ron you, Rivera's going to love this right. guy. You, you and I talked about uh, talked about Coromoa going there in, in the first round of Washington. And he kind of fits more of the mode of Thomas Davis with the Panthers. Yeah. But then the more you look at, and I looked at Davis, I didn't really see a lot of him. The more I look at him, the more I think, man, this kid could he, be. He is a missile a, a toward the football. This kid has a nose for the ball. He got sideline to sideline speed. He got all the athleticism in the world. He's got them super long arms and, that and, can reach he, up, knock down he's, passes. He's, like. he's not a super strong tackler, but he's got a lot of potential where with those long arms where he can wrap he up. Get, yeah, he gets them arms around you. It's really hard to get them, um, get them off of you. I think he's going to be probably – one of the top three linebackers in the league once he's gets established. And and the coaching that he's going to get from Rivera, it's going to make him that much better. Oh, without a doubt. All right, buddy, we're at the end of the show. Uh, finally, uh, you got anybody you want to toast or anything besides uh, the listeners? Well, no, I don't think so. All right. Besides the listeners, which we toast you guys as always, we love you guys. Absolutely. Um, of course, our first responders, first responders, our military, medical, um, any of you guys personnel, any of you guys out there, you know, do, doing community service uh, for us to make things better for us. We thank you. Um, I do want to mention uh, next week's show. It's going to be our uh, salute to uh, the servicemen and women of America. Um, and we are going to have a very special guest on next week, uh, a firefighter, a very good friend of mine. He's a firefighter, EMS, um, and all-around all-American guy. Um, Durfer is coming on the show next week. So make sure you guys tune in. And make sure you guys are interacting with us on uh, social media. You can find us on TikTok at uh, the Cheap Seats Podcast. You can find Juice here on TikTok, um, Bluegrass underscore Beer. You can find us on Twitter. What is it again? Uh, Cheap Seats Pod 1. The Cheap Seats Pod 1. And you can find us on Facebook at the Cheap Seats Podcast. So uh, follow us, interact with us, give us questions, whatever you guys want to do. But... uh if you don't have anything else, Juice, let's uh, get our these glasses up and uh, drink. I'm all about that, buddy. <sighs> Has anybody told you you're beautiful today? Because you might be the best damn looking thing I've seen all day. And we are...
out.